Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joe, Joe Sports Radio, 670, the score around this time every single night. We do an early odds segment. Our guest, a first-timer here on Sports Radio, 670, the score. He's self-proclaimed gambling Twitter degen. He goes as Joey Kanish. He's on Twitter, at Joey Kanish 22 Joining me on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, shop over 500. New and used vehicles at Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Kanish, it's been too long. Joey O, baby. Great to be on with you. It has been too long. Pre-corona, everything was shutting down. A little bit of a hiatus, but getting ready to get back to it. Good to be on with you tonight. That's right. The countdown is on to the main sports, but it doesn't mean you haven't been betting on things. Uh, We're going to be bouncing around a bunch of different topics that I want to hit on with you, but let's get to the important stuff. Fourth of July hot dog eating competition. How do we do, and why didn't you tip me off to anything? Let me tell you, first off, I apologize for that. Second of all, if you see me taking an E and asking Mickey Sudo uh, for her hand in marriage, you'll know it's because she absolutely crushed it. It was a great 4th of July weekend. Um, Had the overs on Chestnut, had the overs on Mickey. Uh, I even laid the money lines. I laid the the spread. They had some Mickey minus 6.5, minus 8.5, minus 10.5. Um, we, we got some early info um, that she was totally crushing um, some of her prep work and stuff um, and some of her practices. So it, it was a profitable hot dog contest. I apologize. should have hit you up. It had been too long since we connected. Um, but the dog contest was, uh, was an all-timer, a couple of world records, um, and we cleaned up pretty good on it. I'm not, I would never ask you to reveal sources. But how, how do you dig up information like that? Is it is it few a different uh, through a few different people, or is it uh, you got somebody on the inside that told the buddy? Like how how do you dig up stuff like that? So I'll tell you some like this is this is definitely a conflict from from other sports, but a, a lot of these um, competitive eaters are pretty like normal regular people like have other jobs like outside of joey chestnut most of them have like other activities they do and so it's not like um you know trying to get a hold of lebron and see if you know see how he's feeling for tonight's game it's much easier to um you know connect uh, with some people to get a little bit of the information um and if you're keeping your ear to the ground of some some you know we were able to see there was like a, an off 
off-kilter news report of, of Mickey doing 50 dogs in practice uh, and a little bit of info out there. Uh, a, the contest was moved indoors this year, which is usually outside in the heat, in the humidity and stuff, uh, which affects the eaters. But this year it was indoors, so we knew that was obviously going to help. So there's, there's some of that stuff out there if you keep your ear to the ground. Um, so it's just a little bit about, you know, digging it up uh, and being willing to, to you know, kind of make those connections um, and utilize whatever sources you got. Is hot dog info easier to come by than Super Bowl anthem stuff? Well, I will say that. The difference is uh, the the Super Bowl anthem, you can um, – you can get a lot more money now. Hot dogs, um, outside of, you know, your, your local – I know DraftKings posted it this year uh, for the first time, taking a couple hundred bucks. Um, but you really, really, really got to work hard uh, to get a decent chunk of money down on hot dogs. Um, so I use about pretty much every uh, local and uh, retail and domestic and, and connect I had uh, to get, um, you know, a good piece of, piece of money down. But so it's a little bit more uh, – I would call it a little trickier, uh, but but the, as long as the info is good, baby, it all pays. Kanish, you're also in Big Ten country up in uh, the Detroit, Michigan area. Uh, so so what's the big takeaway with the news today? Uh, of course, we have no idea if there's going to be any college football played, uh, Big Ten or outside of the Big Ten, just about anywhere. But what's the big takeaway from this announcement today that if there is going to be a season, it's only going to be conference games? Uh, I, I mean, the first thing that I thought, uh, you know, when you're when you're betting on, is that any regular season win total, any game of the year line, you know, all that stuff that you know, every, even futures potentially, um, any of that stuff that I love betting in the early spring, in the summer, uh, and even you know into the just before you know you get into the fall, and you got all of that is either uh, got to be totally reset or is going to void. I mean. Most regular season wins are based off the 12 game schedule. So that's going to be out. I would say that either it's just going to be conference exclusive. I think you'll see, you saw the ACC say something similar. I think the SEC will do something similar. I would wonder if the Pac 12 even plays at all. Um, so I think you're basically, I would think you'll see revamped regular season win totals and some more maybe future conference lines coming up. Um, but as you said, I, I'll just be happy at this point if we even have a football season. Um, I don't think you'll – obviously, non-conference, I think, will be totally eliminated with any of the travel. And then bowl season is another one that's probably a no-go. Um, so I think the best you can hope for is teams do an in-conference schedule, get as many games in as they can, and maybe you do you know a four-team playoff to crown a national champion. Um, but I think at this point, that's probably best case scenario. Um, the other thing is you're going to have to be, if you're a better and you're, you're going to have to be on top of information on, you know, a day to day, hour to hour basis of guys, you're going to have, I mean, I mean, you're going to have players get coke. We've already seen around campuses. There's, you know, 20, 30, 40 guys, you know, testing positive at different places. So throughout the season, you know, this is going to be something that it's not going away anytime soon. You're really going to have to be on top of who's playing, who's out, who's on the, you know, on the either you're quarantined or got tested or has to sit for two weeks. So that's going to add a ton of variables um, to a season that, that that's already going to be, you know, unprecedented like nothing we've ever seen.
It does, but a guy like you, I I believe that you would look at this as a big opportunity instead of just a pain in the backside, uh, having to dig up information. Maybe you can get ahead of the market. No, I no, I agree. and that doesn't, you know, I, I've said this. It doesn't mean to sound, you know, morbid, but you've got you you have to take advantage. You know, I can't change coronavirus. Nothing I can do sitting here as a person to, to you know, outside of you know where I'm being responsible, wearing a mask, those things. There's nothing you can do to change the situation. So you have to take the situation and make it work for you um, and just basically react to the information. So you can take the, you know, normally a college football market is, you know, pretty tough. It's hard to beat. Um, but if you're somebody out there that, that, you know, likes to stay connected to the Indian info or you're listening, uh, you know, to sports radio a lot, um, keep and staying up on top of the things, this stuff is going to drop. And whether it be, you know, a quarterback or 10 guys are out or that, and if you can react to it in the moment, you're going to find yourself with a lot of edge. And so that's where, you know, a quarterback, you know, you get a guy like, you know, Trevor Lawrence uh, contracts it. He's going to be out for two weeks. You're, you're talking three, six, seven mm-hmm. points uh, to, to a spread or any of the guys, you know, whether it be Adrian Martinez or, you know, Ian Book or anybody that, that's going to be a major part um, of the team or a volume of guys uh, that, that – you might see even, you know, 20, 30, 40 guys on a roster not be able to play some certain weeks. So that's the, yeah, as long as I, I agree with you, it's going to be opportunity. You're going to have to move fast. You're going to have to stay on top of things. Um, you might, hey, and that's a two-way street. There might be some weeks you get a bet in early and then find out a couple of the guys, uh, you know, on the team that you bet on head cover. You're going to be sitting there with, you know, a, a line that's a TD, you know, underwater. But if you're on top of it, um I think there'll be some some really legit opportunities this year if you're an information trader. Joe Ostrowski with Gambling Twitter, DJ and Joey Kanish, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, nowhere near you, but inside state borders, I saw on Monday Four Winds Casino will be opening their sports book, and they've got Steve Mongo McMichael coming into town to place the very first bet. I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be a bet on Bears-Lions week one. No doubt there, right? Bears Lions, this is what, and then this is, you know, we can go, we can go look up around here. I, I, and, and this is, and this is not because I'm a, a Detroit guy or a homer or a slappy or any of that stuff. I'm a little <laughs> bullish on the Lions this year. It's all, and I know, you know, if you've been, you've been an NFL fan or you're a division, you know, part of the NFC North for a long time, uh, it's very easy to rate them off in the lap. I'm not even a big you know, a Matt Patricia fan, but I, I think going into the season, uh, they're, they're a touch undervalued here of the fact that there's such a long dog in, in the North um, when I don't see them as substantially worse or, or different than any of the other three teams in the division. I, 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 and I actually think they're a touch better than the Bears. I'd have them just below um, the Packers and the Vikings. I, I, and I said this on, on uh, talking to your boy Nick Costos. If you put these, te- if you put the teams in the North on a neutral field, and that's what we're going to be dealing with for most part, because you're not going to have a ton of fans. The travel's going to be short. If you put all four teams in the NFC North on a neutral field, is any team more than minus three versus any other team? No, not on a neutral field. No. Bears and, and, and Packers? So no, I don't see you, it. You've got the Lions trading six to one, eight to one someplace. I even saw some ten to one division futures that, that I it just it doesn't align 
with the difference in this team, I think you've got Stafford, who was playing good ball last year, coming off the back injury. He should be back to 100%. Um, and week one, there were some places that opened up Chicago as a one-and-a-half, two, two-and-a-half-point favorite at Detroit. And I just don't see it. I don't. For me, that that I would have had Lions uh, short chalk in that game. Um, and I'm on a Lions a little bit of week one. Uh, I I have it. I just don't understand strategically what what the Bears were thinking in this offseason um, of mm. trying to to re. I mean, you. I I understand it's a reasonable expectation to say Mitch Trubisky is a sunk cost and to move on from him and to not double down on the mistake and, you know, lace him up to an extension just because you drafted him early. But then to take on the Nick Foles deal. Uh, and trade Foles, a fourth-round pick. And trade a fourth. It, it, just, it, it, it was like the, the thought process started with, we know Trubisky's not the answer. We're going to have to move on from them. Yes. That's correct. That's the right. And it somehow ended up with we have to make a trade for a quarterback who's on a lucrative contract who, who you could argue is not one of the top 30 quarterbacks in the NFL. With free agents available. They had a ton of different options. Here, I, I'll just tell you what they were thinking. I'm not saying this was the right process because I don't think it was because I would have gone a different route. But w- what it appears to me is – Matt Nagy had uh, more power in this say than he's had in the past. I mean, he tried to sell pace on, hey, I can make Trubisky work, but that's clearly not going to happen. It's probably never going to happen, even though I will tell you, week one, I do think Trubisky is going to start that game at the Lions. For some reason, he just tears really? up. He, he tears up your team, tears them up. I think, I think they'll give him at least one more shot. Doesn't mean he's going to finish the game because Nagy <laughs> might want to pull might, might Nagy might want to pull his ass out of there after giving him one last shot. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I, I just look at uh, very little training camp, maybe a preseason game or two, and then he's going to lose his job. I, I think uh, Trubisky, when you look at his splits against the Lions last three times, he's just crushed your team. Um, so, but the process with Foles. I believe, was their goal was how do we get an average offense? We believe in the defense. It's probably going to be at least a top 10 defense. That's what they're thinking. Hopefully everybody can stay healthy. We'll force more turnovers, maybe not as many as a couple of years ago, but it'll be more than last season. How how do we get the, the offense to the middle of the pack? And Nick Foles has all these connections to all of these uh, offensive coordinators, offensive coaches that they brought in uh, this offseason, and so that they felt that Foles was their best option to get them to an average level. I just don't know that that's going to be the case. How did how did you fix the offense that was bottom five last year? You bring in Jimmy Graham, you you draft a rookie tight end. It always takes them a couple of years to improve. You add a Fetty to the offensive line. That's not really addressing the situation. I just don't see how the offense really got better. Uh, do you, and this is where, and this is a, what uh, I try and, and it happens to NFL organizations. I think the Lions were recently guilty of it is you've got a GM and a head coach that are looking at, at maybe the, the, if they don't turn it around this year, the end of their reign yes. and they're making short-term decisions yes. for 
almost like the self-preservation of themselves, but not for the long-term future of the organization, where they just say, well, I'm going to try and get um, you know something. Maybe I know Trubisky's not the answer, but I'm going to bring in Nick Foles because we've got some familiarity and to try and save my own ass. I'm going to save Absolutely. my own job. And that's Absolutely. Look, look at it, Kanish. Um, it paces, what, five years now? He's drafted one quarterback. His name's Mitchell Trubisky. They admit that Trubisky's a mistake. They don't say it publicly, but by their actions, they're admitting he's a mistake. And once again, they don't even take a shot at a younger quarterback. Bringing in a 31-year-old Nick Foles with his injury history isn't fixing the the problem. It's not really addressing the situation. You're right. It's uh, it's all about the short term with them. And that it's, it's it's double depth because I thought they've actually you know they they did a nice job of putting together a rod and you say that that window in the NFL just can close so fast where where they had made obviously you know you can hindsight's twenty twenty with Watson or Mahomes and that but if they would have made just a, a in the last couple of years you know a reasonable decision to solve the quarterback issue. It's a team you would have been talking about as maybe a team that could have already made a Super Bowl or at least would be in that conversation um, on a regular basis with the roster they have right now. Um, but but you're talking about bottom five quarterback play in the entire league with, yeah. with, with either option. Right. Uh, Kanish, I, I just want to clear it up for the audience. Uh, you said you're a little bullish on the Lions. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean over the win total, we have six and a half at Bet Rivers here? Does it mean you, you take some shots at a certain number on the division? Uh, what are we talking about? No, and that's what I, I bought on both. I bought an over on six and a half as a win total. Um, I was able to find a 10 to 1 for the division. I know there's some seven. If you shop around uh, to a bunch of you know, the legalized places, there's a sevens and eight to ones out there. Uh, I just think, and this is not to, to tell you that the Lions are, you know, a, a locked or a Super Bowl team. I think there's value, simply value in the number, is that I don't think there's a really a much of a separation between any of the four teams in the division. I think you've got a Lions team that's made some improvements, and you've got other teams, right, you said, we already talked about, you know, what the Bears did. Uh, the, the Packers are the other team that uh, I really – did not like a their dress and do no. some of the moves they made um, and just the the overall direction of the org. And Aaron Rodgers, he isn't the player he was a few years ago. He had multiple injuries. He just you can tell just his level of play, his feeling isn't what it used to be. Still, uh, for you know the best quarterback in the division, but prime Aaron Rodgers what was one of if not the best quarterbacks ever. That guy's probably never coming back. Um, and, and so the, the also the Bears trying to go. You know, are they trying to be this? pro-style power run team because um, that every move they've made, uh, the Packers have just trended towards that. And overall, um, I, I don't, you know, do I think the Vikings are the best team in the division? Um, but do I, yes. Do I think they're any type of, uh, you know, elite team, top three, top five team in the NFL? No. So I, I think the division as a whole is very average. And if you're getting the Lions, at seven to one or eight to one, um, it, it's just a bad price. It's just inflated. I think it should be three to one or four to one. Um, and if you can find shop out there, I, I think it's worthwhile investment um, to, to get something that's that's definitely probably where you know above market average of where it should be. 
Joe Ostrowski with Joey Kanish, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, Kanish, uh, we're going to put a website on blast right now. And, and I'm not worried about it because, because they are not a sponsor. They're an illegal website, and we are in the era of legalization. You're going through it in Michigan. We're going through it in Illinois. Right now we have w- one place that is online, but in a week or two, we're probably going to have three, four, maybe even five. And there's a lot of new bettors out there. They, they hear a lot of different commercials about different sports books. Uh, can, can you explain, for people that follow you on Twitter, they have an idea about this, at Joey Kanish 22 Can you explain uh, what, what the company Five Dimes has been doing and, and uh, what people should really look out for, just in, in, in a way that they've just wronged some of their customers recently? No, it's really, it's, they instituted, and so this, is, this will go to, and we'll, we'll bring this back to, to the benefit of legalization and what that brings is they basically instituted a, a 3% withdrawal fee on Bitcoin. The, the idea for offshore betting with Bitcoin was that you could deposit and withdraw basically for free. And that's the way it, it should. You're already paying, you know, 110 on your bets. Um, and giving the house edge that's tough to beat uh, for the majority of people out there to begin with. To add on a 3%, and if you talk about, you know, you're a professional better, you're, you're a guy that wants to make money, the best of the best in the business would hope over the long haul, if you're betting major sports, to hold 3 to 5%. You know, if you have an NFL season or a college football season where you hold 3 to 5%, and that's, by hold, I mean that's what you earned your overall return on investment is 3 to 5%. That's a good year. In this instance, where you're now paying 3% for the withdrawal fee that they're trying to charge, you would essentially be eliminating and eating all of your profit if you're not an exclusive customer, which means that you've deposited multiple times, you've lost it multiple times, so now they'll give you a 3% break because you're exclusive. For the majority of people out there, you go to fight, you know, you want to play some bets, you try and load your account, um, you think you're going to do it with Bitcoin, you know, if you learned how to use Bitcoin, and now they're trying to charge you 3% on your withdrawals just to get your money. And that it, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, I, and I don't get me wrong. I've been offshore gambling for a long time. Uh, a lot of the respectable places that are out there that, that I've had, they wouldn't do, but if it, it's been just at five dime sports book, um, just great. And you'll see it, the benefit of your, you know, your draftings, your bed river, whatever, whatever operator you've got, uh, you know, from the legalized standpoint is, you can use, you can connect your, you know, your checking account or you can connect your PayPal and basically it's all free. And that's how it should, you know, the, yes. and, you know, in a lot of cases you're, you can get a pretty decent deposit bonus um, that doesn't have a lot of rollover on the front end um, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, you're getting a little bit of, you know, bonus play there, there on your money and it's not costing you anything to withdraw and it's instantaneous. It's basically a clickable button and, you know, within a day, usually within a couple hours, you've got your money. That, that is the, we, we get better numbers too, Kanish. That does. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's that. It's it's something that you know. If you know, I there's still a couple of you know offshores out there that I have respect for, but I think that the the golden area of offshore gambling is obviously over with. Um, and with the move towards legal, as long as you're in a state with a good competitive legal domestic environment, um, it's something that whether you're a pro player or a rec player in that it can be beneficial for you and just a better way 
uh, of doing business um, and a simpler way of doing doing business um, that that doesn't come along with you know the extra risk or having to use Bitcoin or some of the stuff that if you're an average guy wanting to play some bets that that you probably don't you know either want to learn or want to have to deal with. Kanish, do you have a recommendation for the people? Anything uh, to bet on soon, whether it's uh, soccer? I know you you follow MLS closely. Any golf matchups? You got anything? Uh, you know what? I am I would say the one um, thing I'm looking at here in, in the so the new MLS tournament is that it, the, in a different level of, of pace than, than what would be a standard MLS season is they're doing it tournament format. I think there's some opportunities live betting in the second half when you've got five subs, which is different than the normal three, and a lot of guys that, you know, whether it be older guys in the ML or more impactful players that are only, you know, going to be playing on the bench. If you're paying attention to the lineups and who's on the bench, I think there's opportunity, especially, you know, over-unders as well, of where if you get into these second halves where you've got more subs, you've got fresher players coming on, you've got the, the opportunity to leave a couple of, you know, stars on the bench in group play and then bring them in second half. Where, where there's some opportunities there if you're paying attention and there's going to be games on, you know, every morning, every night. So, so if you're, you know, a guy that, that wants to, you know, catch a game in that, just look for the opportunity in those second halves and MLS games um, that I think there'll be some opportunities to either play overs live or catch a team. Uh, once they make a couple of substitutions, you see some of the, the formation, the momentum change. Just something, if, you, if you're out there watching, you're a soccer fan, um, and you're watching the, you know, the fire play in this group tournament, that see who they've got on the bench, if they're impactful, um, and who they're going to bring in, and then monitor that of when they're making the subs. You can catch a couple of live prices or short over-unders out there that I think uh, creates some opportunity that normally isn't there in a regular MLS season that will be with these tournaments when they're playing on a daily basis. Nothing on futures yet, right? You want to see these teams? Nothing on few because, you know, basically they've had to reshuffle um, the, the deck where they had the FC Dallas drop out. They've had Nashville drop out. They've had to actually change the groups a little bit. I didn't touch anything on it because it's almost a day-to-day thing of, like, who's actually playing in this and that. So I didn't fire on anything because of the uncertainty of the teams and who's playing for each going into it. Um, but that's one of those. Once you get a little bit of a feel, maybe after group play, to possibly add something going forward. But right now, um, haven't touched anything. At Joey Kanish 22 on Twitter. Kanish, thank you so much. We're going to do it again, okay? Joey, yo, great talking to you, baby. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.